welcome to the Good Growth Podcast. In each episode, we'll be speaking to leaders in business and digital across a range of sectors, from retail to media, education to innovation, and many more. So sit back and enjoy. On this episode of the Good Growth Podcast, I had the privilege to speak to the CEO of QVC UK, Rob Muller. Rob has been working for QVC for nearly 20 years and transitioned from their global HQ in Philadelphia to take up the role of CEO in London in 2016. Listen on as Rob outlines how he and his team have helped evolve QVC from its roots as a pioneer of teleshopping to a full omnichannel experience. He gives his thoughts on the role QVC may play going forward and speaks of his pride of how quickly QVC have adapted to the coronavirus pandemic whilst continuing to deliver for both their people and their customers. Rob, a warm welcome to our podcast. How are you keeping? I'm doing really well, Dan. Thanks for asking. As we talked about earlier before we started this, you know, all things considered, um, you know, with uh, a lot of the stories out there and how people are being impacted, I definitely can't complain. So uh, all good here and uh, wishing the best to everyone out there uh, who may be going through some challenges uh, during this time and uh, hopefully we'll come out of this stronger and better as a society. So all good, all good then. Absolutely, great to hear. So really the purpose of our conversation today is to of course talk about QVC and a bit about how the business has evolved and will continue to evolve over the next few years. But I'd, I'd really like to start by helping our listeners understand more about you. Right. You've uh, been at QVC for, am I right in saying, close to 20 years or so? That's right, 19 years. 19 years in April, yes. 19 years. And so, of course, you've been involved in a lot of the change and evolution of the business. And after 15 years or so working at QVC's Global HQ, why then did you decide to come to the UK? And how have you found that move? So my predecessor here in the UK, Dermot Boyd, had done an excellent job for many, many years in the UK. He announced his retirement almost four years ago. And the global CEO, Mike George, who I reported into at the time, had shared with the senior executive team that we would be looking for someone internal to fill this role because it's a complex business model and one that is very difficult for someone on the outside to jump in at the CEO level and really lead the organization effectively. So I didn't even think of, of becoming a CEO of a market um, at that time, but it really sparked my interest. And uh, short story long, I guess, I threw my hat in the ring and I really went at it. And I thought about, um, you know, this is something that would stretch me outside of my comfort zone. The fact that I did have an opportunity to intimately learn the business model through my different positions throughout the business, throughout the company over the years, I thought I was prepared and really groomed in many ways to be effective and successful in the role. And I was obviously able to convince Mike that I would be uh, successful in the role and hence, hence me getting the job and coming to, to the UK. So that's that's the long and the short of, of how I got here and what my motivation was around Okay. So as you, as you admit that you perhaps didn't expect to ever kind of be the CEO of QVC, yet over time you'd actually also realise that you'd acquired kind of the skills that you need in order to be a CEO by building up a knowledge of areas of the business. That's right. So in your role as CEO, what would you say have been your, perhaps most important, your key learnings, but also your, your successes as well, your greatest successes? Yeah, so I, w I would say my greatest success as coming into the UK was really uh, pushing the team to think about 
where the consumer is going to be in the future, and how do we make sure our brand continues to evolve to match uh, and anticipate where the customer is going to be. And we've been very successful for several years, really focusing on creating the best television shopping experience in retail. And I don't think anyone could dispute that. It's just the, the eyeball check would say that, but then if you don't believe that, you can just look at our performance over time to say uh, we've been a very successful business model. You know, the, the migration, however, of consumers from brick and mortar to online was an opportunity that I felt we weren't taking full advantage of. Even though we did have a website and an online presence, and we transacted a lot of business online, many of those transactions really were initiated from people watching TV, and they just like to use their mobile phone or their laptop to order the product that they're viewing on TV. So it wasn't that they were coming to our website to shop our website in and of itself day after day. So it wasn't an independent digital experience. It was very much tied to the TV. And that's how we thought as a business, that's how we're going to drive for the future. And though you know, I wanted to continue to emphasize, focus on innovating on TV and growing our TV business, there was a huge opportunity for us to think about how we can take our brand differentiators and apply them to digital in a way that we create this differentiated shopping experience online like we were able to do on TV so we can really make a step change in the overall performance of the business and acquire a whole new group of customers and introduce them to the QVC brand in a way that we become a true omni-channel business. And I would say our approach in the past has been multi-channel, looking at each channel in isolation versus a true omni-channel business. And we're still on that journey. But um, getting the teams thinking to shift in that direction, investing in that, has really enabled us to achieve some pretty impressive growth. So our online business, and I'm talking about online business that is not tethered to the television, that is independent of television, is our fastest growing part of our business over the past couple of years. And even more recently, we're seeing double digit growth in our independent digital demand in recent times. So I would say that's that's probably my biggest accomplishment and something that, you know, we're building a foundation that will continue to make step changes and accelerate the growth of our business through that, as well as continuing to really innovate and grow our TV business. Okay, that leads nicely into my next topic in terms of how is QVC now engaging new audiences and particularly younger audiences? How different then is your online audience, would you say, from your traditional television audience? Have you opened up a new customer base through this omni-channel approach? Yeah, I would say at the moment about 60% of our new customers are still coming in through TV, uh, which is a good sign. And then 40% are coming in through our digital business. And when I say coming into our digital business, it's they're buying product on digital that isn't being aired on television. If you were just to look at the ordering mechanism that they're using, it's near 90% of the customers are using a digital device. But if you tie where the product came from, it's coming from TV. So, so call it 60-40. And when we look at the kind of profile of the new customers that come in online, I would say the demographic does skew slightly younger than what it does on TV. 
We do see that the profile of product that they're buying is slightly different than what we're offering on TV. Mm -hmm. And so we're gathering all of those insights and really trying to create you know, a QVC-specific experience for these customers online that really takes our differentiators of storytelling, demonstration, and also unique experience around enabling customers to discover new innovative products that they wouldn't otherwise see from other retailers. So we try to navigate them through this journey in a way that's very engaging and informative as opposed to just transactional, right? And so those are some of the, the thoughts we have around how we can really cater our digital experience in a way that still leverages our differentiators, but is appropriate for the profile of customer who is going to shop on digital, as well as aligned with our brand differentiators. So that, that's really the balance that we need to strike there. Because as an example, you know, we're doing full length video demonstrations on TV. Mm. That's not going to work well on digital. A digital customer doesn't have that kind of attention span. They want to be able to navigate. They're in the driver's seat, and so they want to make their choices and do it very efficiently. However, things like short-form video, giving them options of would they want a short-form demonstration versus just a, an aspirational image and creative that we can put out there, creating those options for customers, and then also informing them along the way in the journey to make navigation and search much, much easier to find ultimately what they're looking for, but also introduce things to them that maybe they didn't realize they wanted, but we can share, you know, the unique attributes, functionality, et cetera, of the products that we offer that can tip their thinking to, hey, now maybe I do want something like that. That does fill a void in my life. And that's what we've been able to do so well on TV. And we're evolving the experience on digital to infuse some of those attributes and concepts to really enable discovery on digital. Okay, and I guess through digital, you're adapting this instant gratification culture that we seem to find increasingly more online, right? Yeah, that's correct. So, you know, it's funny. Instant gratification is, is, I would say, a, a little bit, we approach that a little bit differently at QVC than other retailers would. So we are not about ultimate selection and the most rapid expedient delivery as an example mm-hmm. so we, we appreciate and, and everyone knows you know amazon that is their business model uh, and and we're not necessarily trying to compete with amazon in that space uh, our business model is around creating a curated experience it's it's around really understanding uh, the customers that shop with us um, gain more insight on that and really create a curated set of products and experiences that we think are most relevant for them, right? And so you're not coming to QVC because you're trying to make a considered purchase that you already know what you want, the brand, the product, et cetera. It's really to discover something new and interesting and to be informed about something that, that again, may pique your interest uh, and you want to know more about and can fill a void in your life that you aren't necessarily intended on intending on filling when you engage with us, whether that be online uh, or on um, television. So it's it's more about that um, entertainment, engagement, becoming informed, 
that ultimately leads you to discovering the types of product that would appeal to you. Uh, so I think that's, that's quite different. And I would say the immediate gratification comes from uh, becoming more informed and interested in what we have to offer and being really interested in what's QVC offering next versus I know what I want and I want that immediate gratification now because I know they have the product I want and I know they can deliver it quickly. That's, that's not the game that we play in. Though there, are, there still are a fair amount of purchases that I'm sure are done that way, but if that's how you're going to look at QVC, just from a utility standpoint, that isn't, that isn't what uh, we, we aim to offer our customer. A much more customer-led user experience journey, perhaps, rather than the, oh, I know what I want to get, I'm going to go online and buy it. I want it as quick as possible kind of experience. Right. If the customer demands faster delivery over time, because that is what the rest of retail is doing, then then obviously we will be investing in those areas. Yeah. But, you know, based on our performance over time and how customers have responded to us, when they shop with us, that's not their top priority with QVC. We still offer very, very strong service. Uh, we still deliver uh, relatively quickly uh, compared to the market. Um, and so I would still stack up our service uh, against most of the retailers out there. So we're, we're, we're surely not a negative outlier in that regard. I would say we're on par, if not slightly better than most from a service perspective. Moving on to where we find ourselves today and uh, what the future may look like. During the course of this current pandemic that we're in, what changes in user behavior or customer uh, habits have you seen during this time and, and how is the business having to think on its feet and respond to that? I can't be more proud of how this team has adapted and responded so quickly uh, to what the customer is asking of us. We've accomplished more in a short period of time than um, I would say would have typically taken us if we had if we had this plan in place. It would have typically taken us four to five times the amount of time it took us to actually implement this. Uh, so, um, you know, we've we've seen as many other retailers have um, a major pullback in in uh, certain product categories like fashion, as an example. Uh, so uh, at the moment, our customers are not really, you know, considering particularly occasion wear, party wear type fashion. Uh, so we had to pull back our airtime and our offer um, in those areas. And where we have seen really, really strong growth is coming from areas like garden and plants, food. Um, our beauty business continues to be strong, so we've gone from strength to strength with our beauty business, particularly in skincare and bath and body. Um, and our electronics business is doing exceptionally well, uh, also. But but it's important to note that these weren't necessarily in our lineup going into the month of April. Mm. Um, and we had to be very agile and adapt quickly, and that isn't easy. So it's one, chasing these opportunities and making sure you have the right stock and inventory to supply to the customers and, and really work deals with many of our vendors who have just been brilliant in partnering with us throughout this experience. But then also all of the content and how we need to execute on air and online 
had to be changed up significantly. So we had a whole game plan going into the month and it got just thrown on its side and we really had to adapt to ensure that it was seamless to the customer uh, the entire time. Uh, so uh, I would say, you know, the, the team has been absolutely brilliant, uh, worked so effectively together. And I think one more important note to add to this extreme challenge was you know, really looking after the health and safety of our team members. The first step was get as many people that can work from home to work from home, and we were not equipped to do so. So I'd say from our headquarters, we have about 420 people here that work in areas that can work from home. About 370 of them did not have the equipment or connectivity to do that. So in a two-week time span, we had all 420 people working from home, engaging into work, and also thinking about how we collaborate because we're a very collaborative business and how we get things done. Mm -hmm. I mean, they didn't miss a trick. Um, and uh, they were absolutely resilient and nimble uh, and, you know, just works towards that common goal of focus on the customer, really be in tune with what she's looking for and make sure we adapt our product offer and overall shopping experience so we can deliver what she wants. And as a result, uh, you know, we're, we're pretty pleased with um, the, the performance that we've had uh, throughout the month of April and, and it's continuing in the month of May. That's really, I mean, it's a, it really is an impressive achievement that you outlined there because arguably the bigger the business, the harder sometimes it is to move quickly and be as agile and flexible and on your feet whilst maintaining, but being able to do that whilst maintaining that customer focus, as you mentioned, um, and obviously still being able to deliver and maintain the services that uh, customers expect from QVC is really quite a challenge. So uh, some, some impressive right. turnaround. How, how then looking towards the future and of course the future has never been more unclear I think <laughs> um, how do you see the future of uh, retail in general and then the role that you think QVC might play in the industry uh, as we move as we now into a new decade yeah so so this is a this is this is another uh, question that kind of got thrown on its head right um, <laughs> considering recent circumstances and it'll be really interesting to see you know, what, what changes that have been implemented and will be implemented in the coming months based on circumstance will actually stick uh, long term and how much of this is going to be temporary. So, so this, is, this is my crystal ball, at least on a few points. I, st I still believe that, um, you know, I, I know that brick and mortar is going to continue to have some challenges even when we relax our lockdown measures. If you just do the math, I mean, just through social social distancing alone, you're not going to be able to fit as many people in your stores uh, so that the traffic flow uh, in brick and mortar is really going to be challenged. Um, however, I do think that brick and mortar is going to survive. I think the ability to leverage technology to make sure that you make the most of the customer experience while in brick and mortar is something that's going to evolve um, there. So how you're going to be able to kind of use the profile of the customer and their previous behavior through technology to serve up the best products in the right place at the right time to maximize that moment that you have with the customer is going to be absolutely critical. Um, and things like that, that I, that I think, you know, and creating just that, that more experiential shopping experience is going to be really important beyond just the product that's being offered. 
So uh, I, I think there are a lot of headwinds there for brick and mortar. Uh, and and, and uh, I guess fortunately for us, as a result of that, you know, I still believe this has kind of drastically accelerated the, sh the market share and the shift of online shoppers uh, from brick and mortar to online. And, and we'll be a recipient of that or a benefactor of that. And I think a lot of other online retailers will as well. So as far as online retail goes, I think, I think a lot of the same trends are going to continue uh, around creating a personalized experience, really leveraging technology to create the most personalized experience for customers to maximize their time in the moments, really learn from their behavior uh, and serve up the right product in the right place at the right time. And that's all fine and good. And I think that's the right thing to do. There will continue to be emphasis on convenience uh, and, and that immediate gratification uh, factor that you talked about. Um, and, uh, and I know uh, uh, retailers will be going full bore at that. I think product differentiation is going to become really important um, with all of the options that are out there. How are you going to make your product offer really stand out in a way that differentiates from others? Mm. So, so I think they're all the blocking and tackling and fundamental things that aren't going to change in retail as we move forward. I think what's different about QVC, however, is that there's a important differentiation, and I don't hear people talking about this enough, there's an important differentiation between personalization and personal, right? And I think what this pandemic, this situation has really brought out more than many other things is this need for personal connection. Mm -hmm. And I think people are craving personal connection in this environment. I mean, I think we even experience it as we're working from home in the moment. So we're all social animals. We want to, we, you know, we want to interact with other people, and that that gives us a sense of gratification and fulfillment. We uh, want to be part of community of like-minded people and be able to interact with them. Hence, you know, the advent of the Facebooks and the Instagrams, and that's why they've they've been so successful as they create this sense of community and use technology to do that. So come back to QVC. We've been a social shopping company and experience and retailer since day one, even before the advent of social platforms and internet. And, and so my thinking and the direction for the business is how do we continue to create those personal connections and build, the, build this emotional connection with our community across all platforms like we've been able to do on TPay, right? If you uh, where to speak to our most avid customers. They really feel part of the QVC family. They feel like they know our presenters, they know our guests, and when they're presenting on air, the customer feels like they're having a natural conversation with them, mm -hmm. right? And that's that sense of community, and that's why I believe our business model is form-fit, is purpose-built for this time so we've been really fortunate in that regard because people are looking for an escape at the moment from all of the negative distraction and we're able to provide that in a way that's really positive that's entertaining that's engaging um, and that helps people kind of compartmentalize all of the all of the negativity out there and just enjoy each other's company 
And so how do we create that experience on our online platforms and social platforms to create that escape and to create that personal connection that will ultimately, and time has proven this uh, at QVC, and they'll ultimately convert into shopping with us, right? And it's all centered around shopping, telling stories of what you want, what you're interested in, and why these products are going to help enrich and fulfill your life in some way, shape, or form. And, uh, and so that is going to be our evergreen kind of purpose and focus that will continue to differentiate QVC from all other retailers out there. And that isn't a knock on the other retailers. That's a space that they can own around transactional personalization as well as transactional convenience, et cetera. That's fine. But no one has captured that essence of building community, creating personal connection, and really helping uh, helping consumers navigate through this journey of discovering great product and great people. That's what we do better than anyone else. And, uh, and now there are different tools and technology that are going to enable to us to do it even better on more platforms. And that's where our kind of at the heart of our omni-channel vision for the future. Perfectly uh, rounded off there. I, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think I've got anything I, I can add other than um, it's fascinating to hear the challenges, but also the, the opportunity QVC has to foster this community spirit in a time when arguably community has never been more important. So um, it's, ex it's extremely exciting. Um, Rob, thank you very much for your time. It's much appreciated. Uh, My pleasure. And yeah, wishing you all the best ahead. Thank you. And you. Be safe, okay? Thank you. Bye-bye. Take care.